Yeah, I'm moved just, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, moved. Uh, I know we haven't we haven't talked in a minute, but um, I know. yeah, I, I moved. Uh, that was like two months ago now, so right. I should have most of these boxes cleared, but these records, I don't know where I'm gonna put them. So, uh, so they're just mm -hmm. in, they're just in boxes in still. Boxes. Yeah. yeah, and I just had this like weird panic. Uh, just like maybe, maybe five minutes ago, I was looking uh -huh. for uh, my Roy Ayers uh, "Everybody <laughs> Loves the Sunshine" record. Yeah, and I was like, I would have kept that in order, right? But I did not keep anything in order when I was packing these records. Like, no, it is your, your just to get out and move. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's some R&B over here with some rock. There's some rock over here with jazz. It's like all over the place. There's some mm -hmm. high end stuff with some low end stuff. It's so I was like, wow. Like, I would have never found that record, but I did find it. So, cool. Okay, Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Record Spinner Podcast. Um, that was a really weird formal intro that I typically never do for the show. We usually just hop right in. Uh, today we have it's me, uh, Leon. I'm still confused about the name thing. Sorry, guys. Um, and then I have my lovely co-host, Tara, joining us today. Uh, we're going to um, try to keep it super short, but... We're also going to talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, so first things first, Tara, haven't talked to you in a little while, um, face to face or camera to camera, rather. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. And and I'm so that that formal intro, I feel very special. You know, it's, <laughs> I'm on the podcast, so I get that formal special intro. So I'm very happy about that. I'm good. It's been a while, you know. Um, yeah, we've been, I guess, life has kind of taken us into certain directions, moving, house stuff, all of that. So mm -hmm. Back to connect with you again. I've also moved recently, like you know, and so the idea of how to pack up records and what to do with them and all of that is a whole thing. So yeah, but I'm I'm fine. I'm 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 glad to be here with you today. Yeah, that's that's great. And so I do want to ask, and and please just put me in my place if I'm going too far here. When are we getting uh, another episode of Tara's Turntable? Oh my God, I have this. I actually wrote this down to talk about with you today because somebody asked me, they're like, are you going to come back on your YouTube? Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I'm sure at some point I will, but I just don't have much to say right now, you know? And it's just, for me, it must be about fun and it must be about me genuinely wanting to do it. And so, but for me too, I think a context like this where I'm talking to a person and exchanging I think that's what I want to do more of you know just okay. um, talk to people and talk in a group and not just talk you know have it. that mutual it. dialogue thing going on I love it and so I made a claim I, I make the claim all the time that you're uh, you're the co-host here so you have you have those privileges um, hey. and and, and honestly, yeah, I feel like, you know, if you get back to or whenever you feel, you know, because I know that feel 
I know that feel, first of all, let's just start there. But whenever yeah. you get back to that feel of like, oh yeah, I want to get back to Taurus turntable, let me know, because I'll definitely hop on with you. I would love uh, for you to do that. Yeah, no problem yeah. at all. And so, uh, so yeah, just keep that in yeah. mind that you're not alone anymore. You have- <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> I have friends and family. Yeah, yes. friends and family. Even though I feel like, in, uh, just looking at like the, the type of engagement that you got on YouTube, yeah, I think that you had a really solid engagement for it being a solo show. I remember those solo days for me and the engagement was not nearly as as high as it was for you. I mean, you have commenters, you have people adding to your show in, in very unique ways. And, and maybe it's because it's YouTube. Maybe it's because, you know, no one saw me for a little while and, and didn't know what I look like. They still don't know what I look like if, you know, you don't follow me on IG or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I think I think it was a phenomenal show uh oh, cheers so, thank you so much you know and I, I i guess i should kind of believe that because people have been actually asking me a year later i haven't posted anything in a, in a whole kind of in a whole year listen and I, they're, still, they're still asking me up to like last week you yeah, know are you coming yeah. back i'm like i don't know listen, but I, also go for it sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say i could count on one hand how many people asked me about my break during <laughs> during the record spinners break so you know it's like maybe i got like five or six emails or something like that it was like hey what's going on and i was like Thank no, you but I, I love your I love this format so much but also too it's it's a, a kind of like a, a bigger question meaning there's just so much content online with everything no yes, like yes we're, we're only you there's only 24 hours in a day yep. you know there's only so much time in and, the world and there and, are folks that even in our community are very slow or very not no news really happens the the mofa thing was like the biggest story since like i don't know when that comes comes out of our community so yeah. it's like it's not like it's like a a, a a hustle bustle community but you will have content creators who are always on it and i try to i try to tell everyone that like if you're a content creator like make time for yourself like i get like if you want to be famous or you want to have a name or you want reputation out there like mm -hmm. okay yeah you maybe got to be on that little that 24-hour gravy train or whatever i don't know but i encourage everyone to really take this serious but at the same time take life serious like you need time for your mental health you need time for friends and family don't make content creating your your life essentially and that's so uh, that that is such a great comment because we live in a world where everyone has the ability to talk, which is great. Everyone has the ability to be heard. That is awesome. But with that comes, I think you you now have a, a, a blending of this personal, private, and public life that uh, we didn't have before. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that still. So, yeah. yeah. I'm old fashioned. Really, really... No, I'm the same way. I mean, you've basically verbatim said things I've said in the past, you know, um, but also too, as you were talking, it's like, well, what's the purpose of, so if you are a content creator in the, you know, vinyl space or record space or jazz space or whatever, it's like, well, what, what, what's your, what's your purpose for doing what you do? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mine, it was never to, I'm not growing an audience. I mean, not to say that's wrong. I'm just saying I'm having fun with this thing. I want to chat. And so, you know, that's that's my Tara's purpose for being on on the thing, you know, or for for starting a channel in the first place. So mine is just let me have some fun with this and just share and just enjoy myself. I do create content. Otherwise, that's more kind of business focused for my own stuff. So yeah. different approach with that slightly. But here is just pure fun. So I feel no compulsion to create when I feel like is when I get to it. So that's it for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I, I have a little bit of a schedule just because I, I, I know how 
how lost people can get in this like you know i have so i have a little bit of a structure where you know i first started every week and this is back at the beginning of the pandemic right like mm -hmm. i was in the house most of the time and i mean i'm in the house still most of the time but like i was in the house most of the time work was easy so it's just like oh yeah i'll crank out an episode every every week and i could do that right because it was just me talking to me i was you know writing up the content for me as yeah. my community grew it started to get oh okay like i'm gonna take this as serious as i was taking it back then um but at the same time it's a little tougher to write content for people to write content in general um when you're like you know 20 30 episodes in right like now it's like you can't just talk about the same thing every time mm -hmm. um so yeah we could go all day on that but uh i i, I really like it, i really enjoy our, our talks around because we i feel like we come from a, a very similar spiritual perspective not to get weird or whatever but, well, but you, yeah you know i, I get weird <laughs> yeah we, we, we both get <laughs> no but um but so yeah i will i will definitely make uh make a note of it to to always bring up tara's turntable because that is how i found you um <laughs> and it was so random i was like yo like she is dope like she is really dope like her perspective her take on things like the way you approach the, the music very similar to my own taste or uh, very similar to my own approach so uh so yeah so i want that show back uh, that's it that's other, that's it about that uh otherwise it sounds like you're great and you just moved i just moved is there any is there anything you can give me uh, as far as tips on how to unload these damn vinyl i did a very horrible mistake i threw away my uh my bookshelf that housed all my vinyl before it was buckling a little bit i saw that in sort of sort of certain places so i thought it was good to just sort of get rid of it little do i know it wasn't a great idea to get rid of it um because now here i am i have seven eight boxes of vinyl just sitting in <laughs> sitting in my living room right now and that's the only thing i have yet to unpack so yeah okay so to that i would say well here's what i i have done and what i would say it's just you know let it be a spiritually led thing let your let your when you feel like it and then you're like you know i want to hear this record and you just say okay fine let me go through the boxes and then just search or something and look and look for it let it be organic and then you find that you know in a couple months time you're like okay this is packed out i mean i i have boxes of things in here still I, i've moved in may where we're three mm, months later mm, mm, mm. i'm just like you know when i get to it i get to it and i sometimes you know something happens and in one night, I get some inspiration. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go do this right now. And I go and I do it and I unpack it. And then, okay, here we are. My, my books were, were packed up for weeks and weeks, my books, mm. until I felt the desire to go do them. In fact, I got some, I got a piece of furniture, which had which made it, I had to, to accommodate that furniture, I had to go and um, pack out the boxes, the mm. books in the boxes. So life kind of you know created the chance for me to be with that so just be just be organic about it don't no stress just let it happen organically nice. and, and you know and just put on a, a glass of whatever or put on a have a glass of whatever and you know um you know take your time and let it be something that you actually enjoy doing because it's, it's also like a reset right mm -hmm. when you move and it's it's a chance to i think get a kind of reset because we can sometimes you know we can also get but well, i don't know if i should speak for everybody else but sometimes even the way your vinyl is organized that you can play the same records over and over yeah and sometimes just reorganizing it can you can say okay yeah i found this thing it's been a long time and you kind of just reset your whole energy and stuff so yeah it's, yeah we we're, were talking before we got started and 
I was looking for a Roy Ayers record uh, that I'm going to highlight today in, in the vital recommendation of the week. And I, I did notice, because I had to go through so many of the boxes, I was like, oh, wow, I got that record. I still had that. Like, I was like, oh, so like, you're, you're so right. Like, it's going, it leads, like, I think there's a there's a spiritual component to to sort of keeping things in place and moving when when the spirit moves you right like i've gone online a little bit and looked at some shelving units and stuff like that all of that looks really expensive for me right now so mm -hmm. i'm gonna hold out and see you know hey if i can you know keep up with the boxes for a little bit hopefully you know any of my guests which i don't have many guests but you know any of my guests including my lovely girlfriend like you know they won't yeah they won't get too bogged down with the the box aesthetic so i don't know yeah um, yeah and by the way um i have currently i have records in a cardboard box in my living room okay, okay. so don't feel no way okay <laughs> you're in a cardboard box i mean it, it looks i made it i made it look aesthetic by covering the the, the front with the actual record so you don't see the oh, box but it's still a great in the, idea yeah. that's a great idea yeah tara always with the good ideas i love it <laughs> <laughs> i love it um, I have a question for you in <laughs> reference to sort of the topic of the show, a little topic of the show. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Ryan before we get into this. Uh, Ryan sent me some records um, <laughs> and they are really awesome records, uh, including the Matador record that he highlighted on our last episode. If you were like Tara and didn't listen to our last episode, go check that episode out and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Ryan. And I hope you're enjoying camping with the family. Uh, see you next time. So yes, big up to Ryan. You know, big up Ryan. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I do want to ask you a question, Tara, and this is a very interesting question to me, because we we talk around me and you especially. Um, we talk around the spirit element of 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 feeling the music, feeling sort of uh, in tune with what we're listening to. Um, are there any instruments though? That, that don't necessarily speak to you or are there any sounds necessarily i guess any types of sounds like for me it's the organ in jazz and then it's then it's like the 90s r&b sound i get in a lot of trouble when i say that but like um there, there are two certain distinct areas where it's just like i love everything but those two things are kind of weird to me that's a really interesting aspect <laughs> of that because on one, I'm in complete agreement, and on the other, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm in complete disagreement. I, mean, <laughs> I think I know which one Yeah, 90s R&B sound, I'm just like, eh, nope. And then, <laughs> you know, don't come for me, everybody who's listening, don't, don't come for me. But then the organ, I have a particular liking for the organ. Mm. I think it, I, I, you know, so I want to hear from you. I mean, kind of um, curious to hear, you know, why it kind of, you know, it doesn't agree with you so much. I, I think in because there's records like uh, uh, Lawrence of Newark, right? That that's a that's a huge like sort of underground record. I have a bootleg copy of that record, of course. Um, but it's a sort of a hard record to get your hands on OG or whatever. Um, but I played that record, and the organ's so subtle. He, he he's playing the organ there. It's so subtle that you sort of barely hear it in places, and not barely hear it in the sense that like. It, it's like a whisper it's just no like it blends in with the other instruments it sort of has a different voice than a traditional typical organ but then i'll listen to a shirley scott record right i have a few shirley scott records and she's an amazing organ organ player uh, and I, I think it's an organist is it okay organist yeah organist, <laughs> organist? okay cool organist. uh and, and i listen to those records and it's like that organ sounds way too pronounced 
it, mm. it's just like ugh, it feels churchy it feels like i don't know you get what i'm saying does, does that make any sense now or? you know it does and maybe there is a kind of association with the church thing for you that might be potentially a like a thing. subconscious maybe because you know but for me it's interesting the organ for me and you know and this goes back to our kind of our woo conversations you know spiritual conversations but mm -hmm. it has a particular effect on how i feel it's very very singular mm. i find it very spiritually calming very calming to my field my energy mm. so in fact um there's a record that i you know i think even on my probably my first my first video on my channel i mentioned it this um this Milt Buckner um, record that I talked about. Um, and it has, it's, it's this organ and it's, it was a completely blind buy. The cover was just, I thought it was cool. This kind of fifties, you know, it might, it, it might be corny to some, but I just love how it sounds, but it's beautiful. It's very lyrical sort of thing. And it has a strong organ, but I find it, that organ just gets it it, it it goes to a particular place. Mm -hmm. To me, it it, it kind of has the same ballpark effect of how a bass would affect me. Meaning, mm. meaning mm. It, it's very sort of grounding and stabilizing the mm -hmm. organ, I find. I don't know. So mm. uh, that's me on the organ. But I, I don't know. I, I can't think of any right now. I can't think of a particular instrument and I'm just like, gosh, I don't like this, or I don't know, or I don't care for this too much. I'm going to have to think about that. Because what about, it's a really, really interesting question. So what about the tuba even? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Is that one? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I just like, I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't know if there's something in particular that, I, that I just don't. I've, I think that your appreciation, it, it bleeds through for, for a lot of the instruments, for all of the instruments that I usually played on, on these records. Um, and, and so I, I do want to make sure um, that I'm not offending because I definitely do like the organ. It's, it's a great instrument. It, it doesn't it doesn't set me in a bad mood or anything. It's not like I can't like turn it off. It's just like it gives me a little bit more of um, I am listening to a religious piece right. as opposed to like I'm mm -hmm. listening to like a secular piece of music that happens to touch a certain chord spiritually with me. Ah, does, that, does that make sense? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Great, great. But uh, listen, if you don't like it, you're allowed not to. Okay? Yeah, true. If you that's just true. don't like it, that's you just don't true. like it. That's and that's true. fine too, you know? So You know what record yeah. you, you were talking about? And I love how you turned it into like a sort of a, a beautiful thing. You were talking about how the organ does, like it's your favorite. Um, I would have to say for me, that's how I feel that sort of the you said the sort of the organ can't do no wrong sort of thing right well it, it well it depends on who's who's playing, playing of course and yeah it be, and, and it can be you know what it is too you're, I think you're right that sometimes it can be it can be over pronounced and overdone the mm -hmm. records mm -hmm. I like with, with the organ it's very it's laid back it's subtle but it's there and I'm picking it up mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. want it to be overdone mm -hmm. if, I think that might so it's not the instrument per se but maybe how it's approached in the in the in the arrangement definitely, you know? definitely. so yeah definitely and, and the instrument for me that I feel very akin to how you described the, your feeling for it is the flute flute now yeah. it's not my favorite instrument like because that's the trumpet you know i love the trumpet trumpet just speaks to me but yeah. the flute anytime there's a flute on on a track it's like that flute i know I'm, that flute's gonna take it away from me it's, i just I, I pick it up right away I, it, mm -hmm. it moves me a certain way it's a calming effect sort of for especially for wind instruments right like usually mm -hmm. like they 
can be a little harsh. I've never heard a harsh flute played, right? <laughs> Maybe I just haven't listened to enough flute uh, players, uh, yeah, flautists, or whatever you call them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I every time I hear flute, it's it's yeah. beautiful. So your your top instrument is the trumpet, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, I'll quickly know top five trumpeters, just like just just your top five. Top five <laughs> trumpet players. Yeah, you know where who's gonna be first, right? Miles yeah, Davis. Yeah. Miles Davis is gonna be first. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, I think he's the the creme de la creme. Uh, after him, you you have to go with, of course, like Donald Byrd, uh, Freddie Hubbard. Um, I like to put Charles Tolliver in there. Uh, for me personally, um, yeah, there's a few other. I would say like Eddie Gale. Um, like he's in that, he's in that category. Like there's so many great trumpet players. Yeah, there really are. Yeah, Woody absolutely. Shaw. How in the hell could I forget Woody Shaw? Like, geez, like, yeah, Woody Shaw's in there. Like, come on, like just so yeah. many great trumpet players. Yeah, uh, it's, it's an unfair question. It's just, you know, trying mm-hmm. to, you know, it's, it's, you just No, can't. it's a great question. And yeah. it's, it's one of those questions. I think we, from my perspective, I think we put a lot of emphasis on what we what we like call lead instruments, the wind instruments, right? The saxophone being the biggest, I think. I think people just love talking about like the saxophone, the great saxophone debate, right? John mm. Coltrane versus you know uh, Eric Dolphy or whoever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for me, yeah, it's all about the trumpet. Like the trumpet yeah. just is sort of a it's sort of a calmer version of the saxophone to me. Uh, like yeah. they, they both have that human voice element right um and so yeah i like that calmness uh, that the trumpet sort of provides in most occasions right? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no, i hear you yeah i i was thinking about this the other day i think um i don't know i mean a, a quick top five obviously miles is in there but we'll mm-hmm. put miles to one side fine mm-hmm. i think chet would be in there for me oh yeah chet's yeah. great yeah. yeah i see you see how many yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do that. yeah and then i think um kenny durham would be in there for me too nice um, nice freddie hubbard and then i think lee morgan would be my top lee five. morgan see obviously i mean you see know what i'm saying like there's so many so now forget yeah I, i'm glad you <laughs> added those because yeah. i definitely would have got emails like after being like how, how dare hell, you Not how in the hell did you forget lee morgan like i'm like i'm sorry like i didn't know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah all of those are great additions to that list um and, and and you could literally go for days on stuff like that. And, you know, I think Dalton's perspective on this, Dalton sort of opened my eyes on this. He he hit me to sort of, we got to get out of this comparison, like the top, you know, my tops, my tops change based on how I listen to the record. Like yeah. I, I may go listen to the Raja after, you know, recording this and, you know, mm-hmm. that, and then Lee Morgan's obviously on my top, right? For exactly. that, for that exactly. moment. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, you never, you I think they all exude greatness. If they yeah. were on record for recording any any dates, I mean, yeah. these are all professional musicians. Yeah. Uh, they deserve to be shared in their greatness and not sort of compared, right? Exactly, and I find it it's a very very interesting comment because when you look when I look at sometimes YouTube videos and people are like. You know, with the greats, they're they're doing this yeah. kind of comparison, and it, it it appears to be done on the basis of some kind of technical. They're saying, "Oh, this person mm-hmm. is technically better," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you know what? After a while, that that stuff just breaks down. Yeah, it's just like different people exuding through their instruments, their energy, their personality, who they are. They're they're imprinting the world with their essence through this yeah. beautiful instrument, and it's just like there's no need to. Okay, I mean, you're talking about Freddie Hubbard and Chet and and Lee Morgan. I mean, you're talking about maestros. I mean, this is not a 
<laughs> debate as yeah, to yeah. Good and better. It's just what it is, right? So, yeah, I think that comment about forgetting this idea of okay, you know, this comparison thing. After mm-hmm. a while, it, it just breaks down. You know, it, yeah. it really does. It, it gets it gets sort of tiring, and but I do yeah. think it's an easy it's an easy way to. And I don't mean this to be disrespectful to any content creators, but it is an easy way to sort of make content. Like if I just thought <laughs> back, if I just sat back and was like, oh yeah, like who's best? Like Miles, like let's do Miles Davis versus woody shaw like yeah of course that's that's an easy show to write up that's a you know i go through both of their discographies i look at i pull out certain records that i have certain records that i've that are on my grail right and i think about mm-hmm. you know sort of you know where i rank them quote unquote. yeah um yeah. but it changes for me like and exactly. you, you may hear that on on episode from episode to episode some folks who make clock that may hear me say oh yeah i love Charles Tolliver, he's my favorite trumpet player. Yeah. And then the next episode, I'm like, oh yeah, Miles Davis is literally the god <laughs> of the trumpet. And yeah. so it can be a little contradictory, but it's not because it's just it's not. I'm giving greatness to both of these amazing yeah. trumpet players. That's all. Absolutely. And I, I, you know how I feel about this thing, um, Noel. Because me, for me, it's like how each person interacts with music is so, it's so personal and it's so it, it's meant for them. So my favorite means that this music is hitting my field in a particular way that I need right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's my medicine. Mm-hmm. As you know, you are Noel. You have your own life experience, your own you know kind of emotional makeup, your mental makeup, your, all of that, and how music hits you and your what I call your field. It, it's it's a very distinct thing. So for me, it's like yeah, it's my favorite because it it touches my soul or my energy in a particular kind of way that's needed for me so that's that's the kind of point of it right so yeah yeah but but back to you let's let's use your favorite instruments instrument and then say who are your top five (laughs) yeah no i think i did i think i think i think the trumpet i think i would agree with you on that trumpet i think yeah i think because the sax it's like okay i I, obviously i love it but it's um it's more like particular players that I might say okay fine I like this mm-hmm. but the tr- as an instrument per se the trumpet just across the board yeah will, will, will kind of pull yeah. me in, you know yeah I can in. I can hear a subpar trumpet player and be like not notice sort of the difference mm-hmm. maybe until I hear like uh you know the the Hubbards and the, the yes. Shaws and be like oh that that there was the difference but in the moment I'm like wow this trumpet player is awesome because the trumpet is awesome too, you know yeah it's a, the right it's way. A, yeah 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 it's interesting too because you know there was um the other day it was was it international jazz days in april right mm. and so we had some stuff in jamaica here some you know some people from somewhere in the states new york or dc they came down and they were playing some stuff and thing and thing and thing but i realized that jesus christ i i really am because i listened to a lot of you know a blue note jazz mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your ear begins to be tuned in a particular kind of way yeah and so when you hear something else you're like this, this doesn't sound like what i'm used to and you're like what you know so it's kind of funny sometimes when you are kind of going back into the you know to the so-called great son and all of that but you kind of just you're you, you don't realize how much your ear is tuned to listen yep. listening to very very yep. high quality jazz yeah it's, yeah. it's no diss to people who are, you know, coming up and playing. No, no, of course and, not. That's just life, right? Mm-hmm. But I was just like, this sounds different than what I'm used to. I'm <laughs> like, you know, that's kind of funny. You know, that so, is, that is yeah. very funny. Yeah. Uh, that is that is actually going to lead into, um, I, I want to say, our vinyl recommendations. Unless you got another, you got anything else? 
Tara. No, I'm, I'm, you know. You good? You sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have some records that you recommend to some, uh, what are, I, I, so both of us have been in the midst of this move, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a really, that's a really huge deal. Uh, anyone who knows anything about moving, um, mm-hmm. it's not, yeah, it's, it's shit. Like I'm still not unpacked yet, right? Like it's down here going on two months and, yeah. you know, I still have paintings to hang up. I still have, you know, I still have records to put up. I've got to find a record shelf, like I said. Mm-hmm. So got to bear with us. Um, but for me, I pulled a few records out mm-hmm. that I feel like I haven't. I, I forgot that I had one. Yes, and that happens. Forget yeah, I forgot that I had. And then it's it's also I forgot that I, I barely spun this. Maybe I should give it a listen now because I like I literally maybe put this on a turntable like twice. So I have two records in particular that I want to highlight. One is one is Eddie Gale's ghetto music, and the other is uh, my guy Roy Ayers. Everybody loves the sunshine. This is mm-hmm. classic, uh, classic record. I don't know where you would put Roy Ayers, uh, Tara, um, as, if we're categorizing um, musicians, which I, I sometimes have a difficult time with doing. I always refer back to that um, to that What Can Brown uh, viral post he had mm-hmm. where he was like, list your top five jazz records. And I did that for me. And yeah. people were like, oh, some of these are like soul jazz. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, this is, there's a subcategory? Like, I didn't know you just <laughs> right. said jazz. Like, that's a jazz. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I put I Roy, I put Roy in jazz, but some people put him in soul. Some people put him in uh, RB strictly. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's a goat. That's all that matters. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> most importantly, most importantly. That so, sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Both of those records uh come out of uh um well Eddie G- Eddie Gales comes out of the sixties, sixty eight, I believe. Um, and he's a amazing trumpet player. Um, ghetto music. It, it's I haven't gotten all the way through the record yet. It's two disc. Um this was the reissue done by Vinyl Me Please.
Uh, and of course, everybody knows Rory Ayers. Everybody, everybody loves the sunshine. If you don't know that record, you shouldn't be listening to this show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, Tara, you uh, you have anything, or you were gonna say something about where you are with listening to music? I, yes, I will. I will talk about that because you know I was saying to you before that um, before the show that yeah, it hasn't been a you know this year hasn't been a whole lot of getting new records or you know adding to my collection a whole lot. Um, so for me right now, you know, I'm listening to, I'm going back into my collection and really kind of milking what's there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I kind of, I think I took out the last few things I was listening to. I think I have some Lou Donaldson here, some Grant Green, some Kenny Durham, uh, and some Beatles in the mix here. But, nice, uh, nice. And then actually <laughs> I took out for, I had not listened to Coltrane's um, My Favorite Things for a long time. So mm-hmm. I've been listening to that. And then oh, I that's had a great record. Yeah, I, I, I used record. to rinse that a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. And then I kind of parked it for a while. I've been back to some Duke Pearson. Okay, um, nice. Stuff. My 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 um the right touch rather. And uh yeah, so it's I've been going back into my what I have. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about the kind of the cycles within collecting. Now, some people are just always buying, buying records mm-hmm, all the time mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the same kind of intensity. And so this year has been a, a slowdown, a kind of pause for me. I think I've, the only things I've gotten really have been what I, people have sent to me or, you know, I haven't really gotten a nice. whole lot of, I haven't been buying records that much. Um, so it's interesting, you know, sometimes the down times force you to kind of re-familiarize yourself with what you have yeah. and to listen to things in a different kind of way and to, you know, really sort of deep listen and go into what you have and and um yeah it, it just tuned you to different a different aspect of those records that you actually already own and you can go back and really be like wow that's you know? so yeah. important for collectors because there's there's and uh, i harp on this a lot but there's a real big emphasis on the chase and keeping up yes. with everything and making sure you got everything you got all the you got all the must-haves and the must-grabs and but really, at the end of the day, like it's and, and Ryan hit me to this, and and so did so did some of the folks that you know in, in our in our little corner, uh, you know Dalton and 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 Leon. Um, it's it's really about collecting what it is that speaks to you. Like it, you don't need everything that like you hear that's amazing some things you can just you can literally keep it on on your on your streaming platform or download it or buy it virtually or whatever um for records i think there has uh, there should be an element of 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 significance there for you personally because this these things add up they (laughs) they're not they're not cheap right um mm-hmm. and, and they collect a lot of dust right, right. <laughs> collect a lot of dust so it's 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 not something i think that we should we should always be encouraging folks to to keep it with you know what they are into and not just like you know making sure they have as many i, I hear so many people you know do the the vinyl count right how many vinyl do you have how many vinyl yeah. do you have like i don't i don't know if that matters so much um yeah and, and I, I know that that may sound like a little little snooty or hipster or whatever, but like it really doesn't matter how many vinyl. You yeah, have. it really matters about what you want to collect. 
Exactly, but I think there's also the kind of in, in the jazz corner of the world where we're at. There's also the kind of peer pressure. I think or subtle oh, peer yeah. pressure. Oh yeah, you don't you know, have, you have this. Get, you know, you gotta get. I, this, you don't this, have this. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then for me, you know, I, I'm a younger collector. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I haven't been doing it for, for like 15 years. It's been just in the last few years. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm, you know, um, but yeah, there is a kind of peer pressure. You know, the latest this this come out, this has gotten this. I mean, you know, when. Uh, there was a new um, Johnny Hartman Coltrane. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I already have that record. That's a fire record. record. It's a fire record. I already own it, so I'm just like, okay, fine. Do I want to get this particular release of it? Um, I'll pause. You know, I mean, I, you know, I'll I'll, I'll mm-hmm. pass on this one rather. Um, you know, not to say, but it's just, yeah, I I already own this, so maybe I should get something else that yep. I want. Yep. I talk a big game, and and I, I have the same exact thing. You guys, I think you and Ryan both have it for a lot of the Blue Note releases. I have it for the the small uh, reissue, re, not reissue, the small um, independent black jazz collective mm-hmm. Strata East. Yes, I'm the same exact way. You you put a Strata East record out, and and of course, like with the reissue outfits that we have now, like a lot of Strata East stuff has been recently re- reissued. I have almost all of it. I feel like. Mm-hmm. But I have almost all of it because of my respect and admiration for the, that movement that come that comes out of the late '60s, early '70s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of helped me, or, or reignited, or, or gave me a sense of purpose in this collecting, and, and sort of reignited a, a flame of like uh, my love for music when I when I found this stuff because for such a long time I thought that especially this music was so highbrow. But yeah. then, of course, with again that late that late '60s, early '70s movement, mm-hmm. you get a bunch of musicians that are like, "No, we got to keep this for the people. Uh, we're not gonna make any money off this. We're probably gonna, all gonna die broke, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we're gonna make music that is really awesome and really speaks to the soul of inner city youth, mm-hmm. um, the soul of, of black folk everywhere, um, and and we're gonna do it uh, with our own money." and put up our own money and and use our own money use our own resources to put this music out and so for me getting all of that getting my hands on all of that is much more it's it i mean you could say it's about it's about the aesthetic or it's about a status but it is a little bit more about um just favorite my favorite piece of history right my favorite part of history yeah it it means something to you in particular yeah it means something yeah yeah so, so sometimes it's like within our kind of jazz community things can get a bit faddish sometimes you know mm-hmm. um not to say what we listen to is all great music i mean releases <laughs> or, or not they're, they're objectively fantastic it's it's great music i'm not yeah. saying don't get it but i'm saying you know don't don't feel that pressure to you have to have this because it's just out and it's hot mm-hmm. off the press mm-hmm. you gotta mm-hmm. get it now you know it, you maybe just wait till later or you just yeah. you know yeah, yeah. that's cool too yeah we could we could talk we could talk a lot about you know what you should and shouldn't buy or or how you should or the seasons but honestly if you don't have those seasons if you don't have those moments where you're not buying stuff i mean you gotta ask yourself what are you buying like and why are you buying it like because i think the 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 rotation the seasons yes exactly they have to happen it has to be a moment where even me and i sometimes buy the silliest i'll be i'll be out here buying records sometimes just because it's like i got an extra 50 bucks you know what i mean but um even me, like I go through deep seasons and I just got out of one, right? With the move where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not buying anything. Not <laughs> yeah, only because yeah. I can't afford it, but it's just like, where am I going to put it? I'm in exactly. the middle of a move, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just, 
you got to go through seasons like that. So yeah, and it's 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 natural seasons, and that's what I think sometimes that we forget in this kind of faddish co- collecting Instagram led, you know, to get this thing the new yeah yeah all of that. We forget that anything in life is subject to a seasonal process. Anything, mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. and everything is. And so for me, that 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 winter period of a kind of barrenness or less activity, it's like yeah, well, it heightens my appreciation next time because you know that. In a couple of months or when I'm ready, I'm gonna be buying some records, yep, man. Yep. I'm gonna have, be like, yeah, this this sounds good. Yeah, this is good. I, I'm ready for this now. Yeah. Have you have you gotten into? Because me and Ryan talked about this last episode as well. Um, have you gotten into selling at all? No, you know, no, I I haven't, and I'm not not to say I I would not eventually, but mm-hmm. um, I I'm not there. In yeah, if I if I have something I don't want anymore, or I just wanna. You know, but no, I, my mind is not there. Are you? Are you kind of? Well, so where I, are you with that? I'm like sort of one foot in, one foot out, really. Mm. Um, there, there are a few pieces that I, I sold um, back at the beginning part of the move, um, and then I, me and Ryan did a record exchange, which I want to do with you as well. Like mm. I, I gave him a record that is right near and dear to me. It's mm. Mad Villainy. It's that. a hip hop record. Um, mm. But yeah, I would. I mean, if there's anything that you, you know, you have to have or like a must-have if I highlight it or something, like ask me about it. I'll definitely send it your way. International oh. shipping included, like that. Hey. that yeah, but, you know what I mean. Like, it's like but actually, with, with these things, I have a, a Miami address, and I will get. Oh yeah, yeah. You told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome, yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's great. But you know, selling things is a great way of. It's just like you know, you buy shoes and you don't wear those shoes anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a great way of just refreshing your thing and just selling and inviting space for new things to come in. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's a great way of doing yeah, that. Yeah. That's exactly how you gotta think of it. And then some things, I think, and this may be very, this could open up a can of worms, but like, do you feel like there are pieces of music that sometimes you may outgrow? I'm sure. I'm I'm sure that there are yeah there's some I, things I, that are just too classic like you know what i'm gonna say yeah kind of blue classic yeah, exactly. you know, I'm, yeah. I, and, and i'm I, never gonna get rid of that and if i do i'm gonna no. get another copy right like exactly <laughs> exactly a copy exactly right. are there like i'm thinking about some of the, like because i used to be a big rock fan for example mm-hmm. um huge rock fan like led zeppelin and all that stuff and mm-hmm. i i noticed that in my recent years of collecting i don't i don't buy it if i happen across some stuff i'll get it like really cheap stuff or you know free stuff or whatever but i don't really buy a lot of rock stuff you know that's interesting the the the, the music i've outgrown or don't feel like i want anymore it's never jazz it's always some of the genre yeah, yeah. it's never yeah. ever honestly it's always like okay some you know some some other stuff but it's never ever that's the spirit um, talking to you because <laughs> everything it's, else yeah well, I feel like also there's a there's a sort of a, and and please correct me if you if you think I'm off there, but there's sort of a there's a collector's there's a collector's speak with jazz, and and I'll clarify that because I know that may not make any sense at all, but like when you think about collecting records, for me I think about jazz because that's that's my favorite genre to collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some folk, thinking about you know house and techno for some folks it's rock some folks it's contemporary i get that um however though those things i feel like so so much in abundance where i feel like jazz maybe isn't and there's more of a historical piece with it exactly yeah yeah that's how i feel anyway i don't know yeah and that's exactly and i think you you got it because that's exactly why 
I wouldn't be so willing to get rid of my 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 jazz stuff so readily, or um, you know, because for me it's a historical record, and you know I've talked about this before, where for, for me jazz almost feels like I'm I'm kind of recalling something, and it mm-hmm. feels like mm-hmm. I have access to a time that I wasn't really in, but mm-hmm. I get to have the music of the time, and I get to almost relive quote-unquote being in a jazz club or whatever so i have my own yeah. kind of weird things going on fine i i own up to my weirdness i own it fine <laughs> <laughs> but so for that reason because of the particular emotional connection to it i don't think that some of the jazz things i outgrow so readily mm-hmm. um you know there have been kind of you know even some things i thought yeah i would want some vinyl like a lauren hill record or something mm-hmm. like you know what I can actually skip this, you know. I used to love this music, but yeah. notice to Lauren Hill, love yeah. her, she's amazing. But I don't have to have it on vinyl. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you yeah. know. That's a, no, that's a great point because I, yeah. I really, that's a really big thing for me. I, it has to be a life-changing record, like a, like a Mad Villainy, um, like a, anything like Doom's done, uh, mm-hmm. Doomsday or something like that. I have all of his stuff. All of his rap stuff, of course. He 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 makes beats too. I don't have all of his beat mixes, but I have all of his stuff that he's rapped on, right? Um, all of those records. But apart from that, like it has to be really life changing for me to to buy a contemporary record, like Kendrick yeah. Lamar level, maybe. Yes, like, you yeah. Know, I, I have a few of his records, like right, but right. I can't think of anyone else really that I would, like would be like I gotta get that record, like in their contemporary, mm-hmm. because for me it is it, it, it's a big piece of the history too. It's like yes. I can find yeah. a Kendrick Lamar. I can I can download that now. Like you know what I mean? I, it's not a big exactly. deal. Like, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's that's huge. That's that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think with both of us, like I said before at the top of the show, what I feel um, the the connection that I feel with how you approach the mu- how you approach the music, um, it, it took me away, blew me away because I really thought I was out here by myself on that. So, <laughs> no, you're not. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know there's a there's a whole community of us out there, and and I'm glad that you know I found uh, you know Taurus Turntable, and you know we are we're now co-workers and colleagues yes. at, in this and, and it's awesome it's awesome to have you i'm sorry that i missed that group by the way uh that group um, meeting um, yeah, i'm sure i'm sure did. you guys were had an awesome time um, we did yeah we did and and i got some nice uh recommendations from bruce who awesome shout know. outs to both yes that's great thank you so much sorry i'm cutting you off here <laughs> but shout outs to bruce his latest mix on uh on i think it's his you know it's his that's Channel. what he sent me. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was just like oh, that thing is God. crazy. It's mm-hmm. absolutely bonkers. Um, some of the yeah. stuff that I, I had to ask him for a whole track list, and he, and he sent it to me, which yeah, Bruce is so awesome with that. Um, but yeah, I'm going. I'm combing back through it because it's that good. Like it's that good. Yeah, yeah. But I had awesome. to, a very interesting talk with Bruce because he, you know, of course he DJs, so it's like mm-hmm. I was asking him about. I, I asked the question clearly as a DJ, you're part of your agenda is to please your audience mm-hmm, clearly mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. right but then you know how does that stack up with the question of just exposure meaning okay i'm going to play something i'm going to give you a chance to just listen to something that you have not heard before yeah and yeah. so i was like bruce you know are there are there public spaces that 
allow for people to just discover something fresh without the kind of demand for familiarity. And it was a very interesting discussion because, you know, I was saying to him that <laughs> my little anecdote of um, like last year, my uncle said, come over and play, bring some of your favorite jazz records or whatever, your favorite records mm -hmm. and come play some music for your dad and me and some other friends. And I did, right? That's awesome. And my dad was there and he was like, you know, are you gonna play the entire record? And I'm like, you know, maybe not, but, um, <laughs> but I, I, played some, I played some jazz. It was it was just about, it wasn't trying to please them. It was mm -hmm. about just saying, here is some, I'm sharing some music with you. Mm -hmm. And so how to balance that question, that thing about, okay, you wanna please your audience, but mm -hmm. you also want to say, here is a piece of music or a kind of music that you just, we're just exposing your ear to that. Mm -hmm. And so it, it led to a discussion about jazz listenership. And then are we more comfortable with venturing into the unfamiliar mm -hmm. are, are, as, as, a, as a listening base, mm -hmm. jazz listeners? And then of course the word jazz, yeah. we can talk about that and what that means. And I love it. this question. Yeah, this is but are, yeah. isn't it interesting? Yes. Are, we, are we more, are we okay with going into a space and we don't know the music per se, but we can still find comfort in that unknown. I think until you're a jazz listener, I think you're not. But I think jazz listeners are especially like that. Um, and it's just because so much of what we listen to comes from that unknown, right? Like think about how many times, like, and, and I, I talk about this with you before, like, think about how many times a record's grown on you. Think about how many times like you first hear a record and it's like, oh, what is this? This is too fast. This moves too much. Maybe, I don't know what happened. What happens with this record? But then you come back to it, you revisit it after a little while and it's like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Mm -hmm. and, and it keeps happening like that. So I think until you're into instruments, I, I won't say jazz necessarily, I guess, but some sort of instrumental, yes, uh, instrumental. sort of music, mm -hmm. um, you, you sort of are a little afraid of that. You are probably a little uh, timid yeah. about approaching uh, the unknown like I'll see it all the time in, in bars and clubs and stuff like that where you know they'll, they'll play something that you know isn't that familiar and people are like really on edge about it it's like hold on like it sounds yeah. good but like I don't know it like yeah you have to be willing to, to to go to that level go to that space. yeah but that's really I find that fascinating and maybe we're talking about something more fundamental in terms of the human psyche I don't mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. or maybe how we well also how we've been kind of programmed with, with how to listen to music, radio, yeah, all the yeah. different things. I think we have been kind of programmed to appreciate music in a certain kind of way. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I right. Sort of ears like programmed before programming. Yes. Yeah, I get what you're exactly, saying. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's, that's part of it. But um, so you, you mentioned outgrow. So this question of what we have outgrown, but then there's also what you grow into. You mm -hmm, know, it's like mm -hmm. it's the growing into because like you said, there, there are records that they're on my shelf and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, but then, wow, something hits and I'm like, okay, no, and now I'm leaning into this thing. Um, I'm growing into that too. And I think that, um, you know, jazz in particular gives a, a kind of unique um, way of the, of approaching that growing in process. It's, it's, it's really interesting. I think, and I think it's because, I think it's honestly because you get it, if you get into, if you get into any, wherever you get into jazz, the expectation is one thing and then you may be totally hit off guard by all the subgenres, right so like for me thinking about it like when i first got into jazz i didn't think that there was a vocal aspect of jazz right but so like when i first started hearing vocal jazz i was like 
this is a little weird and singing <laughs> sounds a little over rehearsed and you know uh -huh. over structured right but like now i love vocal jazz like vocal mm -hmm. jazz is is all the it, i grew into understanding and appreciating this genre or this subgenre of a genre um i think that happens more often than not in genres like jazz and rock because there's yes. so many subgenres, there's so many little yes. breakouts, right? I see your um, point. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, if you're just a contemporary listener, I think sometimes you, and not to downplay people who just listen to what is fed to them on the radio, because I mean, unfortunately, that is the the vast majority of of the listening audience, right? That's the vast majority of us, right? Like, I would say, you know, what is, what plays on the radio is what most folks know what plays in nightclubs or in in their spaces elevators whatever that is what most people know yeah until they until they feel comfortable enough to venture out into the unknown i think about this with your own self like if you want like it, it may be a little bit more high level but like think about how if someone comes in and uh they play you a, a record that you Let's say they play you a new, like you said, with these uh, musicians who came over, right, from from D.C. and New York. They came mm -hmm. over. You evaluated them in a, in a certain light as you maybe wouldn't have if they were homegrown and they were. What's the genre uh, that you taught me about? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> rock steady, like, like a rock, rock steady. Yeah, they were a rock steady group. Like you would have yeah. just been enjoying it. Right. But instead, maybe you evaluated a little bit you evaluate you evaluated these musicians and, and what they were doing a little bit tough right not tough in the bad in the bad way but just you were like hey like this is isn't that great but like you know whatever. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't I, I i enjoyed it but it's you just know you just knew that okay it wasn't yeah yeah you know. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't lee morgan you know what i mean yes yeah, i get it exactly, you know, but I, I think we all do it on on some level but i think if if we're in the dark about something i think people who are into records into jazz um into into older music are like hey yeah i'm gonna take a chance on this we blind buy sometimes yes. we, you know we we do all sorts of weird things that sometimes work and sometimes don't work for our tastes and our palate um mm -hmm. and so i think we we're we're more chance takers i guess is is the yeah. bottom line but that's yeah. a great question um and yeah. I, i'm sorry that i missed that discussion i know there was some interesting perspective <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah. no i just i it's a continuing discussion so feel free to you know think okay. about it okay. add some more but you know me already i'm always kind of contemplating these kind of big question big picture questions that i am i'm interested in that you know so mm -hmm. um you know i think I, I learn a lot about the actual music from people uh, meaning, you know, I get educated about different people and different kinds of music and mm -hmm, I, Dalton, mm -hmm. for example, or whoever it is, is going to school me on things and that's fine. Um, for me, I am just interested. I think my little kind of point is the subjective experience of listening to music, you know, the human psyche, that kind of thing. I kind of yeah. get into, my, you know, did you, you know, study, did you study psychology, by the way? Did yeah, you? and philosophy. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's kind of Oh, it makes sense now. Yeah, okay. it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but it's, it's, you know, these are the interesting questions about just, um, you know, how music and our approach to it reflects who we are and, and yeah. aspects of who we are as people, as as a human, you know, collective or psyche and being human, you know, and how does that change or how does that evolve? And I, it's a fascinating thing. I yeah, I also think there's, a, there's an element of, because you talk about the human psyche there's there's i think I, I, thinking back to my earliest years like 
and how music was integral in these in these early times where you know i was a kid and i didn't know anything about music i was always willing to give something a chance so i also think there's a, there's a certain level of personal taste i think if you're willing to be uncomfortable sometimes with the music um you can you can end up getting into some some way out there stuff that you never thought you were going to be into Mm-hmm. Um, if you're sort of trepid in your approach to, to what you like and, and, you know, you keep it sort of where you keep these boundaries up and you sort of don't go outside of those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think our society benefits, quote unquote, right, uh, benefiting from folks not doing that, from the folks who aren't afraid to go into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Our society benefits from having these folks in the minority as opposed to the majority because mm. i mean that's yeah. that's how you that's how you sell that's how you sell products right it's, anything yeah, yeah that's how you sell anything yeah, it's, yeah. you know you yeah. keep you keep the majority thinking hey this is, these are the boundaries and this is what good music sounds like and this is you know the creme de la creme this is the best mm-hmm. stuff and you know only some people are able to be like i don't know like i think there's some other yeah. stuff out here like it's, you know it's interesting right because okay so so again is there something inbuilt in us right because I, I've I've heard, okay, I've heard music. So I'm watching a film, mm-hmm. and I just hear this piece of music, and I'm like, "What the hell is? I have to find that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't I've know who, too, yeah. it, who did it, yeah. but I have to find it. It's just like that. And so, <laughs> I mean, in fact, that that's years back. I mean, I'm I'm Jamaican. I wouldn't say that. Yes, I have kind of you know I've lived in the UK too, but my discovery of say like a David Bowie, right? Mm-hmm. It was just. I'm listening to a film. I'm, I'm, I'm watching a film, and there's this music, and I'm just like, "What kind of yeah. what is this yeah. thing?" And then you, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's something that that is kind of inbuilt within us, that in, inbuilt inside of us rather, that allows people to have some kind of appreciation for what is a high quality musical offering i don't know it's just curiosity honestly because yeah it's just when when me and you i think when we hear something like that the second and i mean we have now we have technology that helps us kind of track this stuff down but i remember even back in my early years like back before technology was like this if i heard something on a on a on a on a um on a movie or or in a in a tv show or something and i I really liked it like somehow i found it I don't know mm-hmm. how I found it back in the day. I I wish I could recall how like that manual yes. process worked. Pre pre YouTube pre yeah pre you yeah oh pre Google God. pre Shazam. We're, we're dating all... ourselves, Noel. Exa- no, no, but I, I always made it a point to find that thing, um, and so I think there's a curiosity level that again, like it it just yeah. is inbuilt in some folks. Maybe I don't know, or maybe it's like unlocked. Maybe as opposed to because I I like to think we all have these. Mm-hmm. these things we're not like we're, me and you aren't like special here when no, talking about not this at stuff. All. no uh, yeah. our community isn't special here when talking about this stuff but i think some folks unlock that and it's at various ages like some folks unlock it early and they go throughout their whole life being super weird and super you know super strange or uh, mm-hmm. or, uh sort of what do they say um what do they say they say sort of like uh just uh they're uh out of their they're ahead of their time or whatever yes, right or whatever mm-hmm. um and then some folks unlock it late and they're late bloomers, you know, like they're like, you know, okay, like, you know, I, I'm now able to understand how, you know, maybe the music business works, maybe the film business works, maybe entertainment in general and art. 
uh and i, I feel like i've seen a lot of stuff and i want to get to another level i want to go yeah to the next place, right so. yeah for sure yeah for sure so i mean kind of switching topics now i just wanted to sort of <laughs> um you know so how are we with the whole i mean yes you and i have had a kind of hiatus in terms of buying records but mm -hmm. The, the price of records these days, you know, uh, our current context, you know, is everywhere. Inflation in the U.S. here, the price of gas, the price of goods, food, all of that. I yeah. mean, surely that has an impact on just what you have in your pocket to be able to spend on records. So yeah. have you been kind of seeing anything in terms of, you know, what are your thoughts on just the current prices of stuff? And, and I mean, I know we had this whole MoFi thing, which kind of yeah. brought up some of that discussion was in that too. The, the price of things and the pricing of you know records and all of all of that but um yeah how do you feel about sorts of where things are going price wise in fact one person mm -hmm. told me recently that they're going to stop collecting because they, they cannot afford to buy anymore mm. they're, they're, they're just going to stop so buying music it was, it was yeah. it was like wow you know yeah i hate to be that person that pulls out the like my my background of study like the the economic person right like the political science i studied political science in, in mm -hmm. undergrad and so like the way i think about it is we're all like one paycheck away from stopping collecting at a certain level right like i mean you think about it and and i know that sounds weird to say like one paycheck away from collecting but like we all are sort of like i think about myself in particular like i mean there's there are a few of us in our community in our little circle right who are you know they're they're a little older so they have a little bit more wealth established or whatever but like i think about me like I joke about it all the time, but like, yeah, like one wrong move, I'm selling all this shit. Like that's, that's all it is. Like I'm just gonna be like, to the highest bidder, I, I need yeah. a quick four or five grand. Like give me, give me, give me that, and I'll give mm -hmm. you all of what I got here. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't, I don't like the. I, I I try not to to dwell on that too much because I mean, yeah, it's depressing. Yeah, 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 it is, it is. But I mean, we are we are very fortunate to be able to collect. Um, I always like to think about that part of it. Like yeah. when I wake up in the morning, I think you said this on one of the episodes we did, like, and I think about how I'm able to pick up this, this thing, look at it, feel it, uh, and put it on my turntable and turn the volume up and just relax. Mm -hmm. That is a blessing. So, uh, but I have noticed that with the price of gas, I have noticed that price of the price of records and record stores. I've gone to a few. Um, mm -hmm. I have noticed there's a little bit of a, of, I don't want to say whole but there's i feel like some of the record store owners in in this area maybe scaling back their adventures of you know mm -hmm. going and dig for the good good stuff and then bringing it to their shop for me mm -hmm. to dig and find the good good stuff and so i feel like there's a lot of that there's a lot of folks bringing in their collections and selling them off to these mm -hmm. folks right uh, i've seen a lot of that so yeah i definitely do know that the this this recession this inflation that we're we're, we're going into here or we're yeah. knee deep into has been yeah. taking its toll on the community for sure yeah for sure and you know you know you know but for me you know it's like okay we can talk about whether it ought to be vinyl or not or you know all of that but to me you know it, it, a priority for me is having beauty in my life you know i mm -hmm. talk about this all the time and so um, you know, I might, I might forego some things, mm -hmm. but it's, it is important for me to have my music, not because I'm just collecting on a, for, you know, whimsical purposes, mm -hmm. but it's a truly important thing to have high quality so music you... that moves my spirit. And that is beautiful. And that is, you know, it, it's, 
it, it just it, it attunes your mind and your perception to a different realm you you we must aspire to, to beauty in my in my view it's just my oh, thing I, I love that we, yeah. so we disagree on that because i'm like one wrong move and i'm selling all this shit right and you're no, like, no, no. Yeah, yeah you can sell it and it doesn't mean you, okay because you've sold it doesn't mean that you're not aspiring to it that gotcha mean gotcha yeah quality and you, of, yeah I get what you're having it in your life is important so mm -hmm. for me and when i say beauty it's not just the the the, the 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 music itself but to me the mm -hmm. total experience which i would describe as beautiful of the ace the kind of um the quality of, of taking out my record and the entire experience i would yeah, i would it as beautiful. you know yeah, it, it's yeah. it's something that gives me something that to hold on to in times of trouble in times of yeah. the world is shifting but i have this thing and i can come back to that sense of comfort because i am nurtured by beauty yeah. in my life so no yeah. I, I love that i love that perspective uh we, we share that then we, we don't disagree at all um i would hate to have to get to that level where i had to make a decision between records and whatever right yeah. um fortunately i haven't had to do that too many times there have been times in my history though in my personal history where i have had to sell off my collection and wow. what i mean my collection i mean like everything except for bottom shelf stuff right like mm. and, and these were things that i took to play or I put online and i took to record stores and they just were like not interested but i've sold everything above that right like mm. anything that they were willing to take i've sold it um so i have come from that perspective of like having to sell my collection and yeah. um, they've been very unfortunate times one was when i was uh unemployed for a little bit mm -hmm. here um and as you know like living in a major city like if money ain't coming in yeah you know, something gotta something gotta give and so like yeah I've, I've done that a few times to to make sort of ends meet quote unquote and, and i find that even to be a blessing because i have a hobby yes. where i put a lot of money in and exactly. I, I can get a lot of money out if, if yeah. need be it's but an investment it's, really yeah, yeah yeah it's an investment yeah thinking mm -hmm. about it like that as long as folks are willing to to buy it right um, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where yeah, I think about how much beauty it gives my life, how much meaning and purpose it gives to me personally as well. Um, and I don't like to think about having to having to, especially like so. There's like three iterations. I've had to sell two vast majorities of collections at two different times, and um, and this is my third reiteration, right? So like when ah. when thinking about how the records, some of the records that I have my hands on now, I'm like, yeah, this. I, I to contradict myself in earlier saying like one wrong step and I'm selling everything like some of these records that I have now I'm like they're gonna have to bury me with this one like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not, yeah, I'm not even is, I'm not even giving yeah. this to my nephew like you know what I mean like I'm not even like I'm not even worried about my kids with this one like they're gonna uh -huh. have to literally put this in my in my tomb with me um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that made any sense, but like, no, it does. That's, I'm, that's I'm curious about. though. I have one question for you. So sure. you said it's your kind of third iteration of your collection, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So how do you approach this change and these iterations of it? Do you, do you, do you rebuy that's what you such had? Such a good more? question. I'm, Damn, I'm so I love that question. Wow. Um, <laughs> for the sake of time, I'll, I'll, I'll spare you all the, all the, all the details. <laughs> But usually I do go on a hiatus after, of course. Uh, I don't even want to look at records sometimes. I remember the last time that it happened was back in 2017. 2017, yeah, it was right before my trip to Ghana. Mm -hmm. um, and this, that was when I was unemployed. Uh, I quit my job 
and was sort of out on my ass for a little bit and i was like yo what the what the hell like i had a you know i had a partner who lived with me so i had to you know have sort of things together right um mm -hmm. i remember selling off my collection at that time and i took a real long break from it it took maybe i would say i didn't collect records again until maybe 2018 i wow, took yeah. that long of a break it was almost a year mm -hmm. um and during that time i remember i didn't even want to look at records i, I should have sold my turntable too like i because i literally it was that bad i was just like i'm gonna get all this shit out of my face but it was mostly due to depression right that's really what it was it was really a, a sort of a dark a little dark period um when i decided to get back into it and it was very easy to decide to get back into it it was just a surplus of money i started making money again i got got a job that made more money than what i was making at, at the at the time where i you know I, I left my job so i was like oh yeah work this is great um let me you know one of the first things i decided to do was pick up collecting again um yeah. when i did that i think i i i have a mentor who who said this to me he lived in the building that i lived in back when when all this stuff was happening actually um he said, never get too tied to a record, never get too mm -hmm. possessive of a record um, mm -hmm. because these records, they'll, they'll come into your life, they'll, they'll leave. Um, you have to enjoy the fact that you were able to, to have this chapter and period of time with this, with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, he was this, he was a Sufi guy, lived in my mm. building, used to walk around with these beads and his little, little cap on. I don't know what you call yes, it. Yes, yes. But, uh, but as I sort of think of him as, uh, someone I studied under, right. With records and stuff. Um, and he, when he told me that it made sense after, so looking at it hindsight, after I had to sell off that collection, cause I was mad about it. Right. Uh, but then I looked back at it and I was like, okay, so this is how I'm going to approach record collecting. I'm going to get the the best the 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 top top of the line stuff whatever it is that i want to get um not going to think about price so much i'm not going to go back and retrace steps if there's a mm -hmm. record that i like and love i'll buy it again obviously and i'll keep mm -hmm. it or sell it whatever but i'm not going to get too possessive over this stuff so what i started doing was i started getting like i said like anything that i i, I wanted but I was too afraid of buying before. Like I would mm -hmm. go in the record store and see it. The price tag would scare me away. So I was like, okay, word, I'm not going to get that right now. I'm going to get three records, three of these yeah. records, as opposed to getting this one. One of this, yeah, yeah. this one. And so it changed my perspective on that. What I started doing uh -huh. was now I'm, now I'm going to buy that that $120 one, right? And then I'm going to be mm -hmm. like, okay, if I missed the, the three, you know, whatever is like, I'll get them later. But like now I'm buying the one big record really profound what you just said i find that really really <laughs> interesting yeah no seriously i mean i'm not i'm not blowing smoke up your ass it's, it's really it's, it's true I mean, it's 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 yeah so what you're saying is that it's like a non-attachment in a sense mm -hmm. that liberates you to actually even go after you know, things come and they go it's a current you yeah, know yeah. And, and so yeah that's really fascinating so you, you weren't trying to retrace your steps to you know let me go and get back everything i had before because i did that the first time fresh. Yep, mm. I did that the first time before I met my my Sufi friend. Like I, I when I sold off my first collection, I mean it was easy to do too because I only had like maybe tops like maybe 50 to 100 records at that time. So mm. the first time I sold off the stuff to to make a little bit of money, when I went back to it, I was like I, I need all I need to just get everything back. And then it was like the second time I was like okay, now I'm selling this stuff for a second time. And mm. now it's just like and, and it was great it was great that I had that voice in my head now because it was just like Oh yeah, this is this means something. Like, why am I gonna keep just going back and just buying the same record after I sell it, or am I gonna like 
increase my palate? Am I going to experiment? Am I going to try different oh. things? Am I going to try a different approach? I hate to think about like a fourth iteration, right? That's so it, it's a weird, like I have this philosophy where I'm not scared to do it, but I hate that. I would hate to think about like the type of rut I would be in if I had to like get rid of some of the stuff that I have now. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's really interesting. Thanks for that, for sharing that. Thanks, <laughs> I appreciate that. But back to you, I'm going to ping pong that back to you. Like before mm-hmm. we head out here, like, yeah. What about yourself? Uh, what's your philosophy on buying and, 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 and keeping or like, have you had any of these, these experiences where you've had to sort of shed the stuff that you have and then you have to get it back? And if so, yeah. how do you do it? I haven't had to um, do a kind of shedding. I mean, I've decided to get rid of certain things. I just didn't like it or I just, yeah. Um, but, you know, my mom, you know, since very early in my life, she's actually always said to me, I mean, she's a big art collector, right? She collects a lot of art, oh, nice. which is where I get it from too. So like, you know, I do collect um, art and stuff, but yep. she, she would always say, so I used to go to, museums with her i would watch her buy things i would it was that's how i kind of grew up and she would buy a lot of just a lot of art mm-hmm. and she always said tara buy what you like and she said you know don't don't think about it in terms of which artist is you know kind of top artist you, you must have this mm-hmm, in your collection mm-hmm, and whatever. Mm-hmm. just just let your spirit move you in terms of what you what you like and so um yeah, I, I, the, the kind of driving force behind how I collect things is just, okay, what moves me? And mm-hmm. then, you know, um, that's that's just what is the driving force. I, do, I, do, I, do I love how this sounds? And that's what I go for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, but I know I haven't had to rebuild my collection, but I really am taking what you said and putting it in my toolkit because it's, it's a good thing. And that you said, and also, you know, it's the, it's the flow of things in and out. So, so, so Leon, right. Mm-hmm. He, he's so generous with his records, right. He sends yeah, me so new stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so he's, he also teaches me this kind of like, it's a flow. It's a current. It comes into your life. It goes out. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. will enrich somebody else's life, a record. And it, it, it goes on and on. It's a, it's a, it's really a moving current. About so exactly so so i think sometimes we can be served as collectors by not getting too sentimentally attached to our yep. things so yeah, some things of course, yeah some things of course you're going to keep because of some, some reasons right but mm-hmm. it's good to also give yourself the pleasure of releasing something um if someone might enjoy it yeah you know yeah thinking, i think that's a really really good thing thinking about that and when he said that my my ass kind of bulged a little bit i was like what like seven it, so you're telling me that this this thing that I'm I'm now building my life around is is it's just gonna keep going in and going out and he was like no that's not what I mean it's gonna be times where you you sometimes a record doesn't even speak to you anymore like it's because he was the first person in in my life that gave records to me right like he mm-hmm. would just like and he had some fucking fire like he had records that i mean i still i have not seen in record stores today some amazing oh. alice stuff alice coltrane john coltrane Ooh, stuff yeah, yeah yeah pharaoh all that stuff he he was the guy who sort of helped me understand coltrane and I, and that's how i've mm-hmm. introduced him before in the podcast sort of the guy who sort of hit me to coltrane in a way um but uh but yeah he had this collection he was like yo like i'm giving you this record mm-hmm. this record means a lot to me but right. I'm giving it. I'm literally parting ways with it because it served its purpose to me. Yes, like exactly. I've had to, he's an older guy, so he's you know, yeah. in his seventies, I believe. 
So mm-hmm. he was like, you know, this is it served this purpose to me. Like, what am I going to do with it? Like, and so yeah. I've started thinking about that. Me and Dalton have conversations about this a lot where mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, what are we going to do with this when we're old and gray? What are we going to do with this stuff? Like, uh, yeah. I-, I would love to put it in some sort of, you know, uh, African-American uh black kid you know getting into vinyl type of like co-op where like you know kids can you know sort of learn how to use vinyl learn about the 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 beauty of vinyl right um so me and dalton have sort of talked around ideas of sort of how that how that how we would even create that Um, i love that idea yeah yeah and and i mean like because that's at the end of the day like i mean yeah your room full of vinyl is beautiful it's a great aesthetic your memories of putting something on a turntable and oh my god i could get teary-eyed when i think about when you put something on a turntable for the first time Mm. and you don't know if it's going to be fire or not and you end up falling in love with it right like that is that's one of the greatest feelings in the world right there um but it doesn't last forever unlike i mean like everything in this world right it does not last forever and so exactly yeah exactly yeah being willing to part ways with it yeah that's just profound it's i think it's it's spiritually sound is what it is to me yeah I appreciate yeah. that, Tara. You always, uh, you, uh, I can always um, rest assured knowing that uh, <laughs> that you'll will be here on that on that level. So yeah. So I really appreciate you taking the time this morning to the oh, to hop great. on. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and so if you want to give your the folks your your handles, your uh, you know your IG or your, your sure. YouTube. Yeah, my Instagram. Yeah, so it's Tara's Turntable. T A R A S underscore Turntable, and that's where I connect with other like-minded or not so like-minded uh, collectors and so yeah you know awesome. and, and i actually you know instagram you know because it's kind of it's ups and downs but it, it, it's worked for me in terms of genuinely um introducing good friendships you know people yeah. like yourself yeah. and you know it, yeah. it can have its use you know I, so, I love it for that but i am not yeah. a fan of the 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 having like the folks who make it seem as if you got to post all the time it's just like sometimes <laughs> i'm just living with it like i get it like you want to see my collection but like yeah i i just want to listen to my collection sometimes too like sometimes yeah. i don't have the right words to describe a record or you know That's like it. so it's just like yeah you sometimes yeah. you just need to you just need to sit and breathe like you said to sit and breathe with the yeah. record sometimes uh, exactly yeah. Yeah. i had this question though i said on my instagram i said if i have a record but i don't show it on instagram is it really in my collection? <laughs> that's, a, that's a perennial question because I, I be feeling like that sometimes too. Like when I see like, you know, you know, we go through these trends, right? Where like, there'll be like, there'll be a record that like is re- recently reissued or maybe it's like recently, uh, you know, maybe like a, some, some gray old type of record that's like recently repressed or something. Mm-hmm. And like everyone will start posting. I'm like, I have an OG of that. Like, yeah, but do I really have it if I don't post it with everybody? Exactly else? right. Exactly. right. <laughs> like, or is it is yeah. it just a figment of my imagination being yeah. reality? Right. Like exactly. I don't know. <laughs> right. But it's like I mean I have like I think I have maybe I don't know fifty posts on Instagram. If that, yeah. if that I don't really I don't know. But obviously that's a fraction of my collection. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but I'm not. I don't hear trying I, to be. I don't share know. my best stuff. I, like people yeah. I, I share like and, and i mean really it's i used to share my best stuff like that was the whole reason i created the ig at, at first was to share like my this i paid 50 dollars for this record or i paid you know however much for this record this is an og whatever i would post only those records then mm-hmm. i realized like one like not enough people follow me to even be like 
enjoying these records like so i'm not even getting the right amount of exposure that i feel like i should be getting for these records these are gray old records and i'm like getting like it'll be like 20 likes i'll be like man forget this so like now i just post like if i'm listening to something that moves me away like so i said i could come up with something witty to say or something cool to say yeah. about it like i'll post it then but like usually those records are like records that i've had for years or records that i just grabbed or whatever yeah. so yeah yeah no one day we should talk about this um the business of connecting and being on on social media it's a whole other we question. have to i think we could do a whole ep about that on when that, you said that yeah like that i, I kind of want to yeah. start again i'm like oh yeah, yeah we could talk about we that should. like yeah. so yeah yeah we could totally do that um but in the meantime uh i do appreciate you like i said tara hopping on uh today um it's been uh, a real pleasure uh and so for all those record spinners out there we'll see you guys in like i don't know i guess another two weeks but uh in the meantime keep spinning those records um love and peace to everybody and um i'm so grateful that i have this wonderful community of folks to to build a build around and build on build up with right like we're we're building some amazing things and and not like it's like things that are like going to be shown or immediately you know uh appreciated but like uh the the amount of inspiration that i get get from everyone i said this on the last episode but like like i'm so blessed like i did not have this in my mind when i first started this so i'm yeah touched so appreciate you guys you guys can contact me at all the places that you guys should know by now by heart the record spinner podcast at gmail.com and of course the rebirth of the cool on ig so see you guys later peace